tonight it is not about dance floor, it is about music and life. So I'm really proud to invite for an interview and commented tracks Oppenheimer analysis that we will hear in about 15 minutes in the second part of the show. In the first part you will hear two mini-mix hosted by Juliette uh, at Frenchy. So two mini-mix by Arad Kilo and Makina Girgir exclusive meeting. There's also a real good coincidence event connected with this each for you June session. I would like to talk a little about an electronic music event. Uh, in July in London Magic Wave Summer Festival 2009 two great nights with a crazy crazy lineup check their myspace uh, myspace.com slash magic waves festival 10 and 11th of July at Corsica Studios London Oppenheimer Analysis and Arad Kilo will be there this summer in London. So the first part is uh, Makina Girgir Arad Kilo 2 mini mix. It seems that I've listened at this moment around 10 times these two sets. I couldn't explain exactly what I feel hearing their set list. Uh, suddenly one and unique word come into my head E-Central Please disconnect mobile phone Open your ears and mind Beauty. 
Thank you so much, P, for this beautiful gift. Let's listen now French Juliette Austin, Harat Kilo versus Makina Girgir. Bonsoir, Juliette. Bonsoir, Gertrude. Bonsoir, Art Stuart. Ce soir, un voyage musical du gris au rose au gré de la discothèque d'Arad Kilo versus Makina Girgir. En première partie, un mini-mix dans lequel vous pourrez entendre successivement Das Feuer Rordal par Romeu 1996 par Commando Suzy, The Path of Flowers de Kirlian Camera et Lithium adapté de Nirvana par Pierre Normal. Morceaux entre lesquels sont intercalés des extraits de l'album Dreamless Sweet de Psyche TV. Being caught in vapor. 
Oh, 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 oh,
partie, une sélection de tracks plus aléatoires, reflet des différents aspects mélodiques que peut revêtir la musique que j'aime, la new wave, Anita le disco. Fulci et un thème de Zombie 2 nous accompagneront dans cette deuxième partie.
Fantastique Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. 
Le groupe de décadence.
morceau mixé, parmi mes favoris, toutes périodes confondues, vous entendrez donc Jimmy Kay, Cheese Gunnery, Stereo, Sam Wierins The Night et Harry O de Noah Noah.
Merci pour votre attention et à bientôt sur Art to Art. Guten Art. Hard, eclectic, electric, electronic radio music show every first Tuesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. on bradio.net. Hard to Hard Electric Shock. Tonight I'm really excited and I'm delighted to interview and listen selected tracks of. Oppenheimer analysis. So back in the early 80s and minimal electronics. Oppenheimer analysis is made of Andy Oppenheimer who writes and sings the lyrics and Martin Lloyd who creates the music. His project solo is named Analysis. Hello Andy, hello Martin. I first discovered your music with the Minimal Wave EP. Minimal Wave uh, is a web project and record label dedicated to minimal electronic, electro, minimal wave, minimal synths, obscure, new wave, dark wave, thin punk and new romantic music. The label side is dedicated to releasing material that was previously unavailable, especially in cassette material, from the 80s. We will speak about your meeting with Veronica Vasica in Washington earlier. So, Minimal Wave produced in 2005 four tracks of your one and only New Mexico cassette. New Mexico is the only track that Oppenheimer Analysis wrote until 2005. Can you tell us more about the writing of this wonderful piece of music regarding the lyrics and the music? Well, we actually wrote and made more songs than, than were on this early cassette. But that collection and the title track, New Mexico, has lived on in people's minds beyond the Cold War and the 1980s. And people still write to us about it, which I think is amazing. In the press previews we had back in the early 80s, that track got the most praise. And while we just started recording it, basically couldn't stop. I think it went on far too long, but uh, we were almost in a kind of dreamlike state. It actually sounds quite druggy. It has a big, wide-open, spacey feeling like I have felt when I visited that beautiful and strange place, the Great American Desert. I wrote the words based on it being the birthplace of the atomic bomb. The blood is going to flow from the place I love. 
Los Alamos in New Mexico is where Robert Oppenheimer used to go on vacation and suggested it for the atomic bomb laboratory, as it is so remote. And, of course, it was the main site for flying saucers, UFOs, in the 1950s. Flying saucers, myths and lies. And it was the set of The Man Who Fell to Earth, in which David Bowie plays a stranded alien. As well as visiting Los Alamos many times, I've actually visited the lake where he splashed down in his spaceship in the first scene of the film. Uh, That lake is very beautiful. It's only a few miles away from the lab in the mountains. This is Martin Lloyd responding to question one. The track New Mexico was musically intended to explore the layering of synthesizers, starting with a very basic bass line, building up layers to create a dreamlike representation of the desert and the night sky. I was also exploring the use of repeating musical ideas, which would recur throughout the song, but with gradual changes the texture of the song would slowly alter, resulting in a sound that would carry the listener along without becoming boring. I also used a lot of echo on the track in order to create an atmosphere of desert space and isolation. The first song we will listen tonight from New Mexico, Behind the Shades, track is about G. Robert Oppenheimer feelings regarding his bomb research and the scientist dilemma. Andy, is that correct if I say that you were left in his shadow? Behind the Shades, ah well, this is my least favourite track I'm afraid, if only because it was my first effort at singing, um, actually recorded singing, uh, which I I think was was not very good. Um, It's nothing to do with Martin's great work in producing it, just me droning on and going on and and sounding um, half asleep and and mostly off-key. But I actually wrote the song about Howard Hughes, the reclusive billionaire, not my namesake. And it's also about famous celebrities who hide themselves away with all their wealth. I would possibly love to redo it with better vocals and maybe make it a bit shorter, but it does have a great beat. Now, well, I don't really think I live in his shadow, Uh, not really. Uh, He's more a role model and a double-sided hero for me. Good and bad, arrogant and humble, creative and scientific, and hunted and haunted. Before I started my weapons work, I decided to live the dream as a performer with an unusual image during a time when um, nuclear weapons were, were very important and the world situation, you know, the Cold War, was far more dangerous than it is today. And uh, it really was, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And uh, Robert Oppenheimer was a performer himself. He was always acting out a role. He was, he was a rock star. I do resemble him a bit, although I'm a lot shorter and uh, not as posh. I, I'm from Liverpool, I'm a football fan, and I wear ear studs. But yes, my image and performance and the words in the songs are greatly influenced by his life and the nuclear dilemma. And uh, something Martin and I, uh, when we first started work together, we both really love all the kind of 1950s imagery of uh, comics and science fiction and the Cold War paranoia. Uh, It 
was an art form in itself. And there are indeed echoes in my life from Jay Roberts' life in terms of the fact um, I, I have to deal with, with scientists and, and power and war. Um, in a way, I'm seen by my colleagues as a kind of a mini version of him. But this is a more coincidence because of the work I do, as I'm not related to him despite the resemblance. Let's listen now beyond the sheets. Behind the shades 
destruction and work as a defense consultant. You are also World Security Report Editor where you promote industry weapons. I'm a little confused by your musical signature, Nuclear Romantic. Are these two words opposing? I, I am an expert in WMD, that's right. But I must say that I have nothing to do with promoting or selling weapons or with the defence industry. My work is about countering the spread of nuclear, biological, um, chemical weapons and explosives here and around the world by communicating the issues both through the journals that I edit and write articles for and in speeches and interviews. It's much more about protecting the public from attack, analysing the threats um, particularly from terrorism. I deal with officials and scientists and military who provide civil defence and also companies which make equipment for civil defence for the army and the police and so on um, so that if, there, uh, if and when there is an attack they have the right gear and the right training to protect themselves and the public. I have nothing to do with the death machine which makes and sells weapons of war and I know people involved in this but I distance myself from them. Nuclear romantic, well, it was a pun, a, a play on words. Uh, I put new romantic uh, as nuclear romantic as you could say that Robert Oppenheimer was just that and so am I. In seeing the nuclear bomb as the end all wars or preventing world war in the future 
very idealistic and very romantic notion, and because the nuclear scientists were first hailed as heroes after the Second World War, as romantic figures who had saved the world by ending the war with the bomb. And as our music came out in the early 80s, during the New Romantic period, I thought it was appropriate. And of course, you know, we used to go to all the clubs in London, and so I created a kind of New Romantic version of uh, Robert Oppenheimer crossed with David Bowie, thin, wearing vintage suits and, and hats and, and smoking cigarettes on stage, which I don't do anymore, uh, but with a lot of mascara and eyeliner. The second track is Martyr, describes the G. Robert Oppenheimer culpability, regards his discoveries. The combination of the music and lyrics is really ambiguous on this track. Is that ways do you create music regarding the lyrics and how do you work together? First of all, thank you, as yes, uh, Marta is meant to be ambiguous. Um, most of my songs are ambiguous, in fact. Um, Marta was not actually about J. Robert, though. It started out as a song about his first girlfriend, Jean, who killed herself just before he began work on the bomb. And uh, he directed all the work, actually. He, he, didn't, he wasn't really a, a researcher. He, he was the boss. He was the, he was the manager of the whole project. Um, now, uh, Jean was very mentally disturbed. Um, she was a communist, um, and he was not meant to uh, be seeing her at all. But he kept seeing her after he was married, as she was still in love with him. And the personal aspect for the song is that my first girlfriend, Jane, who I was so in love with, once attempted suicide. Nowadays, when I perform that song, I see it as something more sinister. It could be about a suicide bomber, if you bring it up to date, or just a song about someone who is persecuted, and that they tried my feelings, got me to be emotionally involved with them, And I'm singing, I'm so sorry, because I can't save them from themselves. In the same way, J. Robert couldn't, in the end, save his old girlfriend from committing suicide. And well, how we make the songs. I usually write some lyrics. Then we get together in Martin's studio and start working on the backing track. The percussion and then the tune just comes from us both uh, working together and thinking it through, uh, although I don't play uh, an instrument. I will do the vocal tracks and he will find exactly the right sounds we like and we'll just develop it as it goes. Then Martin will mix the whole thing, um, very technical process. Um, and although the words may be about heavy themes, I try to get the tunes and the sound to be for dancing um, and to be popular, and Martin hates that word, um, and melodic, so that folks will hear the words but be energised by the music. I've always loved pop music and I like to think that more and not few people will hear what we do. Marta was an intentionally heavy track specifically designed for dancing and to recreate the atmosphere of early songs by the Human League and Gary Newman. Again, I was using repetitive synthesizer themes in order to develop a feeling of monotonous, almost trance-like concentration. 
While this track was very successful when we originally played it live in the 1980s, it sounds even more contemporary when we perform it on stage today.
Martin, you are a music producer. Could you explain the Oppenheimer analysis sound? Our sound is really that of early drum machines and analog synthesizers layered on an 8-track tape recorder in order to find new ways of creating songs. Of course, I never used any digital equipment while we were playing together in the 1980s, but currently I do use a few digital virtual synthesizers and hope to use a mixture of old analog machines and newer digital recreations in future. I always aim to create as much separation as possible between the various tracks so that everything can be heard. I don't like to create a wash of sound. I prefer everything to be clear, with no wasted or superfluous elements in the recording. Andy's voice is very suitable for electronic and synthesizer music, and sounds wonderful when processed through effects such as double tracking, reverberation and echo. We will follow with a real paranoia track, Under Surveillance. I suppose that in the 80s it was really different regarding surveillance technology. Are we more paranoid nowadays regarding personal surveillance? Now in the 80s there was surveillance, particularly on peace campaigners like members of CND um, and also left-wing people involved in the miners' strike uh, which we had in Britain. And of course, and this is my other big area of work, the IRA, and people suspected of involvement with the IRA, uh, they, they were closely watched. But now we are, are in a whole different world, as you say. Um, CCTV, massive coverage of people's movements and where they live and work, and of course, modern electronic means of communication, mobiles, emails and so on. The terrorist threat has produced a vast range of means of watching, monitoring and listening to ordinary people and their every move using advanced technologies. And we in the UK, I think, are possibly the most watched people on earth, possibly except North Korea. Now the song, therefore, is one of the most topical I've written, even though it is actually about the way that Robert Oppenheimer was followed and bugged and his mail opened and under constant surveillance for much of his life as he was under suspicion as a security risk. And uh, that's another probably good title for a song there. And paranoia is the main theme of our work, it, it's, and that, that is certainly set to continue.
I'm really interested about your feeling and sensation to be invited to play live songs written up to 20 years ago. Can you describe your feelings? Back in the, the 80s, I was probably more of a perfectionist, and I used to suffer from quite marked stage fright, in that I was aware of all the things that could go wrong during a performance. I was worried that there might be some malfunction of the tape machine, or that I would lose my place in the song. I have to say that over the last 20 or 25 years, my stage nerves seem to have completely disappeared, and now I just enjoy getting up on stage and performing in front of an appreciative audience of friends. This also gives me the freedom to watch Andy perform, and it's great to hear how modern a lot of the early synthesizers and drum effects still sound. Well, um, feelings about playing again uh, was absolutely amazing. Um, I, I was I was totally amazed when when folks started sending emails about those old cassettes and then invited us to play live again. And the story goes like this: I mean, the emails and, and phone calls came to the press office of the military publisher. I was working for, I think, in 2005, and they forwarded uh, those emails to me, saying, we didn't know you were some sort of pop star. I never thought we would ever do anything again, but it's thanks to the internet and the devotion of electro fans who want to collect and hear this music and come to see us perform. So thank you, everyone out there, for doing this for us and also giving me the, the chance to get back together with one of my oldest and dearest friends, Martin. I love to perform and to go on stage and belt out those old songs, uh, although I like to create new material wherever possible, as I, I feel I've heard and sung those old tracks so many times. But as Martin will tell you, they still sound fresh, and the old way of producing them, analogue, makes them just right for playing in clubs and dancing too. I only wish we had more time to do this, but unlike when you're young, there are many other things in our lives now. We talked earlier about your decisive meeting with Veronica Vasica, Minimal Wave Label producer. How did she get in contact with you? Um... Was it, a real, uh, was it a real surprise for you to be signed after all this time? Now, Veronica's email was, was also forwarded to me back in 2005, inviting us to release four old songs. And Martin then sorted out the technical and contract details with her, and the songs came out on Minimal Wave Records. The production of it was, was just fantastic. Um, she came to Washington. I actually met her there um, because she came to take pictures of me on a very, very, very hot day. And she's a real professional, very devoted to electronic music in a way that I have never really seen with music fans generally. Also, as the genre tends to be much more European than American, it was a surprise to find someone based in New York City actually producing this music and having a regular internet radio show. We've sold out, I think, of the first run of records, 
And uh, Veronica is now releasing another old track, Radiance, on, on a compilation. Washington track was produced after this meeting in 2005. In what way Washington is so important for you? I go to Washington a lot um, for my work. Um, meetings, conferences, give lectures, that kind of thing. And to hang out with powerful people, often in the military, people running conferences, uh, etc. I'm also involved in the Atomic Heritage Foundation there. Uh, this, is, uh, um, this was set up to preserve the history of the atomic bomb. And they invite me to come over and talk. Now, as Robert Oppenheimer was heavily involved in the US government as the father of the atom bomb, and as it was the Washington elites and political system which brought him down from the dizzy heights of power and fame, I've written the song about that as well, rather than about Washington as a city. Well, as a city, the place, well, it, it can be cold, unfriendly and hard. It's a government town. It's, it's not like Paris and London with so much culture and history. Uh, and, you know, it, it symbolises is everything to do with, with power and influence. And where, if you ain't an insider, you're persona non grata. Those words are really true, I can tell you. Also, I wrote it shortly after Bush claimed the US had won the Iraq war. Don't need a smoking gun. Now the war is won. Now we're number one.
goes to Washington, doesn't matter who you meet, they know which side you're on. Take a place in the sun, now the job is done. Don't need a smoking gun, now we're number one. Join the power elite and pound the beltway beat. If you ain't an insider, your persona on grada. Join the power elite and pound the beltway beat. If you ain't an insider, your persona on grada. Join the power elite and pound the beltway beat. If you ain't an insider, your persona on grada. Join the power elite and pound the beltway beat. If you ain't an insider, your persona. I read that your latest work will probably be more world economical and more punchy. Did you mean that you will speak about Chuck Doctrine? Is this song techno music oriented? Um, I, I'm tending to write less complex songs and tunes now. I think Washington is one of the best we've done as the tune and words are quite simple and to the point. I think that people have far shorter attention spans to hear complex lyrics these days, and the main thing is making the words fit the music as sharp and instant to get your message across quickly, so long-winded lyrics are out, but you can still have something which means Uh, which has a, um, a deeper meaning, but the, the skill is to make it into a good tune so that it, it goes well and that people remember it. I'm looking forward to writing some more new music with Andy. Although I was always a great fan of the electronic dance music and trance sounds that came out of the 1990s, I no longer have a great enthusiasm for pure techno or solely instrumental music. I have realized that it is songs that people remember, and these seem to last for far longer in people's imagination than purely instrumental music. Thankfully, we seem to have arrived at a time when lyricists and singers now have much more to say than they did over the last 20 years, and there are a lot of really good, interesting young vocalists around now. In Oppenheimer analysis, I see it as my role to support Andy's lyrics and his melodic ideas. The next track we'll listen to is You Won't Forget Me. It's a real pop song. Ah, Oppenheimer analysis, a pop group. Ah, this is where Martin and I will give you very different answers. Pop, pop music. Well, we don't agree on this one. Uh, I've always wanted to be in a pop group and be a pop singer. My little dream. I love catchy music. My favorite records are from the 60s. Uh, the beat groups from Liverpool and Motown and the 80s when the sounds became quite commercial that period um, the hits just kept coming the beat was great and the dance floors were packed with kids who liked something completely original but popular as well that's why Fellow Traveller is my own favourite song um, it's not an electro track Uh, it's not, that's not the reason why I love it, it's because it's quite soft and it's a song I think that you could hear anywhere um, on the radio. And pop music is, after all, the most outstanding artistic invention of the 20th century. 
It made ordinary people famous. It brought ordinary kids out of themselves to express their fantasies and produce memorable music en masse like nothing before or since. But of course, we as Oppenheimer Analysis, are, we're, we're in the end, we're just a small group. We're known to a, a collection of very faithful and kind fans, which in itself, and at our age, is quite wonderful. This kind of music will never be popular in the pop music sense, so I have to accept that. Nevertheless, I, I want above all to get my message across to many people, not a select few, as I hate exclusiveness, there's too much of it in my, in my job. I react to music from the heart, I'm not really technical, just instinctive. Nowadays there are so many kinds of music and in so many formats that I think we may be losing the plot a bit, we need to get back to basics, the three minute single with a fabulous tune beat and words that you never forget as long as you live. Just sleep and watch it. 
Martin, you say that music represented an escape from reality. Could you list for us, Andy and Martin, three electronic tracks written recently, love? Well, I'm very ignorant about music coming out these days, especially if it isn't well known. Um, I don't follow music anything like Martin does. But, having said that, I really like two tracks from the new Pet Shop Boys album, uh, Building a Wall and All Over the World. I particularly love All Over the World, it makes me feel very happy and it kind of gives me that lovely feeling that when I'm running along listening to my iPod I just want to run listening to that, I, I, I want to take off. Um, and although it isn't really recent, I do like Madonna's um, dance electro albums and so her last but one album, um, Confessions uh, on a Dance Floor, I, I really like Hung Up from that, which is, is terribly commercial, of course. All my life, music has been a soundtrack to my imagination and a backdrop to my reading of science fiction novels and virtually all my other activities when I'm not at the office. I especially like the almost timeless feeling experienced when listening to electronic music while driving or travelling by road or train. Somehow most synthesizer music doesn't appear to date as one hears it differently in different environments and times. It's very hard to think of three specific tracks which stand out over the last few years, but I am a great fan of the new school of electronic pop music which is becoming increasingly pop popular in the UK now. It is being promoted by the Human League online website, Electronically Yours, and they have a compilation out shortly with some great songs by people like Noosh, Marsho, The Ultrasonics and Northern Kind. I also like a recent track by Little Boots, a cover of the Freddie Mercury song Love Kills. This sounds like a classic electro song with some wonderful synthesizer sounds and a great chorus. I'm also a big fan of a German singer called Katja von Kassel, who is currently recording an album in London with Alex Gray, one of the producers from Ladyhawk. Katja has a great song called Lily Marlena with a wonderful chorus which sounds fantastic on the dance floor. Analysis is a Martin Solo project. We will listen to tonight L'Amant Electronique, a powerful, happy track.
you have a personal label. Los Alamos Records. Is there some new project to be released soon or new Oppenheimer analysis songs to come? Andy and I are currently preparing for an appearance at the Magic Waves Summer Festival in London on the 10th of July. And soon we hope to record some more songs using some new and old drum machines and analog synths that I've obtained over the last two or three years since we found a new audience. And I'm looking forward to exploring the potential of analog equipment even further. I like to think that any music we produce in future will be a logical progression and development of the songs we wrote in the 80s. Our future approach is likely to be more stripped down and minimal, but also more effective and danceable with a greater emphasis on rhythm and production. The old songs are fine, but I'm all for new. Mind you, many of the people who write to us do ask for the old songs. But as I said, and I'm sure Martin will also say, it's a matter of finding the time. Now, I was very busy until the end of last year, um, so I was the one who was, who was less available um, because I, I was writing a book at the weekends as well. But even in a less busy time now, producing just one track takes a large part of a weekend or several evenings. We like to do things well, and, and that takes time. And sometimes inspiration comes when you're right in the middle of doing something else. It isn't always possible in two busy lives to get it all down straight away. That said, it would be great to do some new work, and I think we need to build up our portfolio at some stage. But also, and this is very important, as Martin does all the work and has the studio, I can't produce music on my own, and I don't really like writing lyrics unless they'll go into production. Uh, that sounds very boring, um, but I'm really very goal-orientated, and that means that I need a sense of purpose for, for what I do. Um, that, that may not be a good thing, as it's much healthier to do things just as a nice hobby. But I am what I am. Uh, I like to see what I produce, see the light of day, even if not very much. I used to paint pictures, but uh, only if they could go in an exhibition or be sold, not just for my own amusement. That's not because I want to make money out of it. It's really because I want other people to share what I do. I don't want to be self-indulgent and just sit here and write poetry or paint pictures and just sit and just leave them in, in the room. It, to me, is, is an empty thing to do. Well, this year has so far uh, been very shaky and difficult and volatile in many ways for, for many of us. And I've no idea what will happen next. Maybe that instability will provide inspiration, as it has done for many artists in the past. Well, we shall see. And uh, thanks very much for listening to me. I thank you so much, Andy Oppenheimer and Martin Lloyd, for your participation into H2H4U. And of course, Arad Kilo, Makena Girgir, and Sexy Juliette. Don't forget to check h2h4u.com blog. In one month you will find all the infos of this h2h4u June session playlists. And most of all you will have the chance, I think it is, to re-listen this show. Thank you for listening h2h4u on bradio.net. 
We will receive next month in July the Polygamy Boys for an interview and commented tracks. Have a great summer. Bye bye.